Welcome back to the Successful AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. How you doing, Faye? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ash? I'm I never great. ask, you know, maybe wow. I should start asking from now on. <laughs> it's, I, I always listen to these intros and I'm like, I should ask her back one day, <laughs> you know? It's Everybody's like, like, wow, Fiona's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are so excited for you guys to listen to today's episode. Um, we have on a good friend of mine, Alex Prajinsky. She's absolutely amazing. We, I don't think I've laughed so hard during a (laughs) podcast episode in a really long time. Um, yeah. How about you? I I love her. I feel Fiona like was like, you're going to love her. And I was like, okay, yeah, you say that about every guest. I love, but, like, but I, I love literally when, love her. I love when I like know Ashley's going to love someone and she like doesn't know what to expect and yeah. then she's just pleasantly surprised. And then it's just so great. She just started her own influencer talent agency back in January. So we just kind of touch on that and how that transition has looked for her um, being her own boss now. So we're so excited for you guys to hear this episode and let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Alex. We're so excited to have you on today. I'm so excited. Thank you, ladies. I can't wait to chat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to get us started, can you just kind of walk us through your background and kind of just how you ended up where you are today in your career? I'm going to give you the cliff notes version because, you know, I feel like I'm so old now. I'm like, wow, so many years, so many things happened. Um, well, I grew up dancing um, and you got, you know how that is. You grow up dancing. You're like, I'm obsessed with this. How do I make a career out of this? Cause I don't want to give it up. Um, but I went to school for communications and that's when social media really started booming. Um, and I was like, how can I incorporate dance and social media? Cause I just wasn't ready to let go of dance, but I didn't want to be, you know, a Broadway star or anything (laughs) like that. I just loved dance. So, um, growing up, going to star power, all of those competitions, I made some amazing relationships somehow ended up, you know, working there full time. I went on tour for six years, just doing social media all around the world. Um, and then COVID hit. (laughs) And then you're like, you're, you're like, Whoa, I've been traveling for all these years. It's actually nice to kind of be in one place. Um, And then I don't know if you remember Fiona, but we did like the virtual dance competitions Mm -hmm. because we were like, well, what do we do? And I just had to learn. I was like, how am I going to sell out these virtual dance competitions? I it's, it's me. I got to figure this out because it's social media. And I feel like that's when social media, TikTok, everything like made a turn and like, and even podcasts, I feel like that's when podcasts started booming and my wheel just started spinning. And in order to, we, we sold out every virtual dance competition. We did that through like our social media things, but then I got like influencers, dance influencers, people with huge followings to post it. And I saw the value that they brought. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. So I really started going into the influencer scene. I created an influencer program for the dance competition um, company that I worked for. And I was like, I kind of want to go into this, like just focus on this because I love talented individuals, but I love social media. So let's transition there. Um, So then I worked for an influencer agency. I managed 17 large, like high profile celebrities. Um, And then I was like, I need to start doing this on my own. Um, Cause, cause then you, you realize a lot, especially when you get older of like, I I could do this on my own or I want to be my own boss. Like you kind of get those gut feelings so that's what I did. And now I'm doing it on my own. Me, myself and I. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I didn't know that, you know, you virtually started that influencer program with the SDA. Yep. Yep. Sure did. And that was all through COVID because it was, again, for a whole year, we didn't have any shows. So mm-hmm. it was like, we had to keep the dancers engaged the teachers engaged and then you just have to like be creative and then people loved the influencers <laughs> and wanted to be an influencer i'm like it was crazy so now um with your own influencer marketing agency do you tend to focus a little bit more on dancer influencers or no 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 i mean 
I did manage at my last agency. I did Tyler Peck and she was amazing. So that was really cool because I feel like, you know, dancers, we get each other. And when you're not a dancer, you're some, you sometimes just, I don't know, it, it doesn't, you don't understand. It's like a secret language we all have. So I knew what brands would be perfect for her without even talking to her, you know? Um, but no, I mean, I do it all. I, I actually have a lot of reality stars, which is somehow, I don't know. I really don't know how I got into <laughs> Sometimes you just go into one angle and you just keep going. You're like, how did I get here? But yeah, I have a lot of reality stars and then I have some um, lifestyle people. So I know that when we, when we talked like a little while back, the yeah. something that you really struggled with was like work-life balance cool. in, I mean, probably your whole life. And as dancers, like we know that, but um, you know, like transitioning into this space, obviously like you have to be on like pretty much all the time. And like, you know, whenever they need something, you need to be there for them. Um, so I guess like, how is that transition to like finding balance, like doing it on your own and like being your own boss? Well, that's also why I wanted to be my own boss, because I'm sure maybe you guys have experienced this. I felt like I've never, since I started working, had work-life balance. And when you're young, like when you're in your young 20s, you're like, whatever, you know what I mean? And then you get burnt out, like you're just burnt out. And I felt like, you know, at my last agency, your work, 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 work. And, and when you have 17 clients, you have to work 24 seven in order to give them the best product. But that's why I started this because I was like, I want a very small group of influencers. I don't need to grow into this huge, you know, large agency with a hundred influencers. I don't need that. I need a small core group that I know works, but they all know that I have, like, I stick to a nine to five schedule still. Like, even though I'm my own boss and I work remote, I could, you know, people are like, you could be a digital nomad and make your own schedule. I'm like, I could, and maybe I will when, you know, when I go on vacation, of course, but in order for my peace, especially in this world, when it's 24 seven on your phone, I'm like, I have to work nine to five. And I, and of course, sometimes you, you'll sometimes work till six, six 30 or something pops up at nine. That's normal. But I I can't be on at nine o'clock on phone calls, you know, or submitting content. Like I really try to stick to my schedule because, or else I'm going to get burnt out and that's not good for anybody. Yeah. 100%. So how do you feel like the transition has gone so far? Like, I guess what's, what's been like the biggest like challenge and what's been the most like rewarding thing so far? The most rewarding thing is that everything that I do, because I, I know my work ethic and I'm like, it's all coming back to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. going to reap the benefits and rewards for my hard work, which yeah. is something that I've always, you know, you know, when you're working so hard and you're like, is this going noticed? <laughs> Am I compensated properly? Am I being treated properly? It's just me. Like, I know that my hard work is going to pay off and I'm going to reap the benefits the hardest part is now I am an accountant. I need, <laughs> I am, I have to be on top of my legal. I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I have to make sure all the contracts, everything's through me. Um, but I do have an amazing support system. My dad's been wonderful <laughs> guiding me because, you know, I'm like the crazy creative one. I'm like, I know how to do this. But when it came to finances and anything legal, my biggest fear was like, I just can't go to jail. I am so <laughs> scared of messing up a tax form or a contract and I end up in jail because I'm an idiot. <laughs> the hardest part. But I feel like everybody who starts their own business is terrified that the IRS is going to like come at them like on accident. I'm like, I'm going to jail. Like it's, my dad is like, you're not going fear. to jail accidentally committing tax fraud <laughs> that's what I'm saying because my idiot self didn't sign something or I signed <laughs> off on the wrong thing um but no I have like an amazing group of I, I actually got you guys are gonna laugh I got a QuickBooks coach because now I have to, to do QuickBooks but we meet every week we go through QuickBooks <laughs> right you know that that that's has been great. the most challenging part now, are you a one-man show? Did you, do you have anybody working underneath you? 
No, nada. Just me, myself, and I right now, especially in the beginning, because I want to make sure like I have my company like on a grasp. Like I, I have the pulse on everything. Maybe in a year or two, I will definitely bring some people in. But I just, again, I just at the moment, I don't have plans to make this a large takeover international company. Like, because I think I want to be able to enjoy my life. <laughs> you know, you I've seen the flashiness. I've done all that stuff. I'm like, you're drained. Like if I can make a great living for myself, enjoy what I do and not be burnt out, I'm happy with that. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, did you ever consider, like, did you ever, ever have a moment where you're like, I should be an influencer myself? I always wondered this about you. Wait, everybody thinks like I would want to be an influencer. No, a hundred percent. Absolutely not. <laughs> First of all, I would be the worst influencer on the planet. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the morning that get ready with me. Yeah. First of all, my get readies with me would, I, lo- I would look like Hermione from Hi- Harry Potter. My hair would be everywhere. Like, I'm not cute. You know, but, but sometimes that's good. Like we want to see the real, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, see, it, it, people be <laughs> you know, like, it's like, I need to watch you do a get ready with me. Right I'm like, now. I just want to see it. You know, like stumbling around. Like, you know, when they do like the cute little stretch, like that is not me. I'm like in back pain. I'm like, oh, I mean, that's like, nobody. That is nobody. Yeah, yeah, like, what, what is that? <laughs> but also no, because sometimes I get fun. I feel funny and I'll post a lot of things. Then I'll shut off and I don't post for a month. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so off and on. Um, but I also, again, as I got older, I'm so into privacy. Mm-hmm. I could not share my life. Yeah. Like I would be like, guys, today I had an anxiety attack and <laughs> I'm not okay. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I could not, I, I do love my privacy. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I was just like, you want to be an influencer? No, no, not at all. all. But like when you, I feel like, like, since I've known you, like, if you look at your Instagram, like, you're like, is she an influencer? You know, like, like you've always been very, you've always been very like social media savvy and like, just like looked so good on social. I feel you can do it. You know, I feel like I had to keep my, uh, my posts on what's going on and the trends just for my job. You know what I mean? But no, no one knows what's really going on in my life. No one knows what products I'm using. I'm not using these like bougie products. I'm like, here's my CeraVe. I have eczema. <laughs> like <laughs> anything that fun to show. <laughs> no, I totally get it. But I also just feel like we need more of those people online. You know what I mean? I will say, I do tell my people, just be authentic. Like just... I, And I feel like now people are catching on to it. Like people are catching on to like the serious ads, like even for the ads that we do for my influencers, like I always ask the brand, like, can you give them creative freedom? Like let them do whatever they want, not read some script because it's not genuine and people catch on to that. Yeah. Especially on TikTok because like it's set up where like the ad, you want it to look like a normal TikTok video. And some of them are like, so obviously an ad. And I'm like, okay. Like like, I I see the product, like immediately. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And they're like, guys, I just discovered this product. It's like, no, no, not you. (laughs) Um, When do you feel like you had your first thought of like, I want to be my own boss or like, that entrepreneurial spirit like do you feel like you've always had that like growing up or like did you discover that later in life I'm gonna be honest I felt like I was always just a leader not ill I feel so corny saying that but I feel like you know like even with the SDA they didn't even have social media like when I joined like they really did it and I just went in and I was like this is what we need to do. And I was like fresh out of college. <laughs> yeah. I just go in and I just like try to make a difference or change or, you know, if I see if there's improvement. Um, I didn't really ever think about being a boss because I feel like anything I've ever heard of is like your life is dedicated to your business. Like you are just your business. And I was like, oh God, like I can't handle that, you know? And yeah. then 
after I left my old agency, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life because I'm sure you guys know the entertainment industry can just be so taxing on your life. Like it's 24 seven. There's a lot of craziness that goes on, but I love the entertainment industry. Like I love, I love, I just love it. It's fun. Um, I'm also like very ADHD and crazy. So (laughs) I've always been attracted to that life, you know? Um, But after I left that agency, I was like, I don't feel like I should give up on the entertainment industry because of there's no work-life balance in a lot of these companies. So I'm just going to do this myself. Um, But it was probably like September this past year that I just was like, I don't, one day you just wake up and it hits you. Yeah. Like I will say I felt so lost. Like after I left, left my last agency, cause I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I love the in- industry, but I, I can't work for some of these companies. And I just was like, why should I have to give that up? It was, it was a lot. Let me just say, I went through it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a corporate America girly. You know, we talked about it. Yeah. I'm going to be a corporate America girly. I'm going to have work-life balance. I got into corporate America and I was like, I need to leave. I felt like (laughs) Elle Woods. I (laughs) felt like Elle Woods for real. Like, I was like, this is not me. This is not me. I can't be this serious, you know, like coming in with like my hair, my nails. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like you and I are so similar in the sense of like, we have the equal like entrepreneurial like sales thing about us, but also like the creative side. And I feel like it's so hard to like decide which path you're going to go on and like find a balance between both of those things. Right. So that's why I went straight in the middle. I was like, we're going to do both. We're going to go right in the middle. We're going to do that. But it's guys, your twenties is so rough. Like I'm, 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 I'm near 30. I'm near 30. But this is the first time I feel like I have a grasp on my life. You know, it's just like your whole 20s is figuring out what the heck you're going to do with your life. And sometimes you don't even know. Sometimes you have a, you know, and when you're 30 something, you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to completely change careers and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But like figuring it out is so rough. It's so rough. I know. And there's like this big misconception that like, which I feel like doesn't happen for literally anyone unless you're like a doctor or an accountant, but mm-hmm. like, you're going to like graduate and you're just going to go straight into your career. And then by 25, you're going to be like, good. You know, I feel like that's like, especially, and I will say social media kind of makes you feel like that. Like, yeah. you know, you see the people that graduate and then they go get a bougie apartment and they're like, I have a job, but like, that's not, that's really not reality. Yeah. And also like financially too, like you have to be financially smart. Like it's like, I feel like there's such a stigma or like, you know, if you move back with your parents, like right after college, I would recommend that to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) And save some money. (laughs) It is not cute when you're, you know, have $0 in your bank account. You're waiting for your next paycheck when you're fresh out of college. Like you're not going to be able to catch up you know, you're not going to be able to. Yeah. 100%. Another question I wanted to talk about with you is how do you feel like growing up a dancer, like impacted your career or like, just like, I guess your work ethic in general, because we talk about this all the time. Like, I think this is so fascinating. Time management. Yeah. Wait, just before I got off the thing with you or got on here, I looked at the clock. I was like, I have five minutes to us. Five minutes is 15 minutes because of quick changes. <laughs> like, like, seriously, you're like, I got That's this. So <laughs> I can do this. But like, seriously, time management, because I'm sure you guys, you know, I know you guys were competitive dancers, like to go to school, go to practice basically every day, be there until like eight 39, come back. You have homework. You have to study. You have to shower. You have to eat. Like, but you figure it out, you know, like, so I will say time management has like from dance has helped me so much. Um, and I will say it helps your confidence and how to speak with people, um, because we have no choice, but when you were dancers, we're like, we like, we're so, (laughs) we're so (laughs) trained to be on, you know what I mean? Even when you're not feeling it, 
like you gotta be on it's showbiz baby. So I do feel like it has helped, especially with like public speaking or talking to people and getting outside of your comfort zone. Um, I did want to ask when you first started working for the SGA, what was your title? So the first, the first ever I was fresh out of college and they were like, Hey, do you want to just come on tour? Like, and I was a tabulator and I was like, yeah, whatever. Cause I did, I didn't know what to do when I was fresh out of college because you know, you're like applying to jobs and you're like, Oh, I don't know about that company. I don't know. So you didn't Um, work for them throughout college, like at all. Like you, mm -mm. wow. Like I were, I started working for them. Like when I was like 19. Yeah. Yeah. Like got lucky that like when I graduated, I was still there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And that's great too, because like when you're in college, you're getting a, it's a great check. You know what I mean? Especially for a college student. Um, no. So I just went on, I was a tabulator at first and then immediately I went into social media. Um, and then, and then I did, I don't know if you guys remember that show I used to do. Yes. The, the, so the, I did the weekly recap. Um, but no, I, I basically started all of the social media stuff, but as soon as I went in, I, I, I went in as a tabulator, but during that time, that's when I was getting into social media. Um, what would you say is your like number one motivation for achieving success? Like what's something that really motivates you? So I would say now that I have clients, I want to make sure like that they're always happy. And I also recognize that a lot of these influencers and stuff, they have families, they have bills, they need to put food on the table. So when I, or, and also like seeing them grow, like is, I don't know, it's just, it's like super rewarding to me. Um, so I just, I always want to make sure that they are happy and that they are confident. And my favorite part of my job is when I get like an amazing deal and I can go to them and be like, guess what you got this. And then they're like, you know, they're over the moon. They're excited. Um, that's definitely the most rewarding part. Like I love, being able to present them with great news and show them that their hard work's paid off. So you get them brand deals and then do you monitor the content? Yep. And then back to the brand. Yeah. So basically the easiest way to look at my job is I'm the middleman. So I have my, my influencers, they're my clients, but I'm the middleman between them and brands. So I go, I find the deals, you know, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I negotiate it. When I have the final offer, I bring it to them, they accept. And then I also am the one that is making sure that it, you know, like I'm seeing the whole campaign through. Now, in addition, let's say you're working with Fiona, you have her a few brand deals. Mm -hmm. Do you monitor any of her other content that's being posted outside of brand deals? No. That would be too much. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. But that would be more of a social media manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like, and a lot of them do that. They'll hire a social media manager or even a, an assistant to help them with content ideas. Um, but I truly just stick. And again, and I, and I could do that, but I know myself and I get burnt out. Like I have to be consistently finding the deals because it is a lot, it takes a while like it takes a lot of pitching. It takes a lot of follow-up, um, a lot of negotiation. So it, it is beyond a full-time job. Yeah. So I imagine adding, you know, something else to it. Yeah. No, I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> I can't it's do crazy. it. I can't do it. <laughs> Alex, it's crazy. Cause it's so similar to my job, like as a recruiter, it's like, sales. it's exactly so like similar. Like it's literally, that's literally exactly what I do, but it's like a candidate looking for a job and then like the client, like it's literally the same thing. 100%. It's the same exact thing, which is why I was like, it's, it's a corporate thing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the same exact thing, but you're just selling jobs. Yeah, exactly. And it's so interesting because like, I actually, when I originally went into recruitment, um, I was like, you know, there's so many things like I'll learn so much from this experience, even if I don't like it, like I'll gain soft skills, like all this stuff. But it was because I wanted to go into like influencer, um, uh, management or like 
Yep. Influencer marketing. And so many of the jobs were like looking for recruitment experience. And I was like, that is so interesting to me because I never thought about it. And I like was listening to, do you know what, you know, Notion, right? Oh yeah. 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 So like their like head of influencer marketing, like posted a TikTok about how like they look for someone with recruitment experience. And I was like, this is so fascinating to me that this and is like a shared skill. Not even just recruitment sales, sales yeah. is And that's exactly what you're doing too. Like, I feel like, like with sales, you can go and do whatever, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And and I will say, and then influencer marketing, sales, recruitment, all that huge people person, you have to be a relationships person. And that is like, because you're, you're literally selling a human same same with recruitment for you. You're selling a human, you're working straight with the human it's so weird. It's like, I feel like for our jobs, it's not, a, we're not selling a product really. Half yeah. the time. I mean, the influencers are selling a product, but like, for me, my job is I'm selling like, this person's amazing. You need <laughs> her. Like the same for you. You're like, this is going to be the best receptionist you've ever had. You must. Yeah. Her. It's the same thing. I know it's, it's so crazy. Do you ever have like a fear? Cause I feel like this has been talked about a little bit. Like obviously there's been like a boom of influencer marketing since COVID mm-hmm. uh, and it just has been growing, but do you ever have like a fear that it's going to die out and like market marketing is going to transition to something new or like, do you feel like it's so far away that it's not even a concern right now? I think I'll be dead when it's, <laughs> when it's over because you have to think of it this way. It's, it's new. It's here to stay. Instagram's not going anywhere. Um, well, we don't know about TikTok. I don't know if you've seen all that stuff going on, but even if TikTok goes away, a new app will come in. That's yeah. just like TikTok. Um, YouTube has proven that it's here to stay. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the brands have never seen sales like this and they can finally track it through an influencer by the link clicks and see how, oh my God, wow. They sold 500 of these. Wow. They sold, you know, $10,000 worth of this. So now they can track it. Our old advertising used to be TV commercials. No one can track that. Like newspapers, that's gone. Radio, that's basically gone. So I, I don't, I don't even know what else there would be to even promote yeah. products. And I feel point. like, like you said, like if anything, like you're going to be dedicated to that person's like, like you're part of that person's community and like, you're going to yep. follow them. Even if there's like new apps or new things going on, like people. Oh, 100%. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, one more question for you before we get into 20 questions. Um, something that we just like to ask our guests is what is like the biggest advice you would give to someone in their twenties? Oh God. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a loaded question. <laughs> it's a loaded question. Um, I would say, because you can put this in any aspect in your life. The biggest thing I learned, and I learned this during COVID and it has helped me so much is boundaries. I never under, I, I never thought of the word boundaries. I didn't, I, I didn't even really think about it, but when I learned about boundaries, it changed, like not even to sound corny, it changed my life. That's with friendships, with work, um, literally anything. Like if you feel like you don't, even the simplest things, you don't want to go to the bar tonight. Like, and your friends are like, come on. And you feel peer pressured. If you're like, I just say no, it's like, it's okay to say no. If you don't want to go on a trip because you don't feel like it financially, that's the smartest move for you. I'm saying that, especially in your twenties, like when you're trying to get a grip, it's okay to say no. Like with work, if you get an email in at seven 30, that is not an emergency. That's going to wait until tomorrow. Like drawing boundaries is going to help you in every aspect of your life. And I feel like in your twenties, you're just trying to figure it out and you, you don't want to upset people or you, you know, especially with friends and all of that say now, if you feel in your gut, (laughs) just use the boundaries. I feel like we've been talking about this a lot recently. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, because I think you're right when you're in your early twenties, like you genuinely have no idea what boundaries are. And then 
I started therapy and my therapist was like, girl, you, you, you back. she's like, you're actually out of your mind. And now I'm like, that's a boundary. That's a boundary. And what's the big deal? They get upset. Okay, cool. But I feel better that I said no. Yeah. And honestly, if they're, if somebody's disrespecting your boundary, it kind of shows you like the type of person that they are. And then you can decide if they, if you want them in your life. Exactly. And also being like, Another thing, again, therapy girly, how do I feel after, and we're talking about like friendships and stuff. How do you feel after you hang out with somebody? If you feel like that was so negative, I feel drained. I feel uncomfy. Boundary. We can just gradually move away. Like you're going to go through so many friendships and like, again, even with work, sometimes your boss can be disrespectful. I don't care if I'm in my twenties boundary. We're not going to talk like, <laughs> we're not going to talk like that. Um, but yeah, that is, that is definitely the biggest lesson I've learned. And it's hard. It's so hard when you start setting boundaries because you feel so uncomfy, but then you feel freedom <laughs> when you, when you were like really setting the boundaries. And it also like makes you, I mean, personally, it makes me feel really good when somebody respects my boundary. You know, if I put something in place and they are like, oh, well, I know you said this, so I'm going to do it this way or, you know, in something like that, especially like I'm dating now. Yes. <laughs> so it's like when they respect my boundaries in like dating, like it's so much more attractive. Like I Green love it. Flag. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> 100 especially if a dude like if you're like hey even communicating being like hey this is what I need moving forward and they're like okay I got it and then they follow through yes 100 percent right. absolutely <laughs> um all right are we ready yeah you ready Alex I, any questions what's your favorite book um oh my god what see this one happens when I'm under fire I forget. I blank out. Uh, the universe has your back. Changed my life. Who's I'm a universe girly now. I'm like, the universe has sent me this. Uh, universe sent me signs. It literally changed my life. She's like, I have lucky girl syndrome. <laughs> I still feel kind of creepy when I do the lucky girl syndrome like <laughs> affirmations. I'm like, I am so lucky. I'm like, I can't say that. So weird. <laughs> I am amazing. I am like, I can't do it. <laughs> I totally relate. Totally yes, relate. I can't. Who's the, who's the book by? Do you know? Uh, Gabby Bernstein. Oh, okay. Okay. What's your favorite podcast? Oh my God. Besides you girls. Um, <laughs> um, I love, it's so stupid. I am such a reality TV junkie. I love the Giggly Squad. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. I love all the Bravo shows, but I just like, sometimes I just can't deep think and I just need to like laugh. (laughs) Um, What's one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? So deep. Um, Don't put up with, I'm not going to cuss. Don't put up with anything. Just stick up for yourself, which I definitely, again, with the boundaries I learned later, but like, even when I was younger, should have stuck up for myself more. Are you a morning or a night person? Morning, morning. I'm a grandma. I hate the night. Like if you ask me to do anything at 9 PM, you are wild. <laughs> it's literally I am in my full facial skin routine. It's literally me. I have to go to a birthday party this weekend, like tomorrow in the city. And it's an open bar from nine to 11. And I was like, and everyone's like, yeah, like, are you coming out after? And I was like, you should be lucky that I'm showing up somewhere after 9 p.m. Like, you're lucky that I'm even out until 11 p.m. It's like, you're joking. <laughs> like, I'm going anywhere after 11 besides no, getting never- pizza and going to sleep. <laughs> I never understood when people are like, yeah, we were out until four in the morning. I'm like, I would be so nauseous. Like, also, like, some, I want a day tomorrow. Like, I don't want to be sleeping all day. I got things to do, guys. I can't. I can't. Um, if you could meet one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, oh my God. Dead or alive. Oh, my God. Wait, I know who. Oprah, obviously. 
she's a queen. She's queen. I would literally just like have a list of questions to ask her and anything she told me I would do. 100%. I'd be like, Oprah, what should I do about this? Oprah's just your therapist. She would probably block me after our meeting. <laughs> um, what's the biggest lesson you learned in the last year? That I can do hard things. Again, the financing, accounting, the legal stuff. If you would have asked me a year ago, that's why I would have never opened up a, a business back then. Cause I'm like, I can't do that. That's too hard. But like, I, I but now I'm doing it. I know Fiona mentioned it was new and we probably should have talked about this, but like how new, like when did you officially open? I opened the end of January. Oh, wow. No, like very new. Yeah. Like very new. Wow. Good for you. Mm, thanks. <laughs> um, sorry. We always seven. lose track. Okay. In your life, what was the biggest blessing in disguise? Oh, Anytime like a friend betrayed you or a something again, because I read the universe has your back. I genuinely believe that like anything bad that has happened, I, I genuinely can see on the other side, like why it was meant to happen in the moment. I'm like, you're devastated. Even if it's a, it's a guy, it's a friend they met, you know, screw you over or a job screws you over and you're devastated but then you get like, you move on and you're like, oh, I know why. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't have this opportunity right now. What is something you feel like you manifested, even if it was subconscious? Oh, I'm a big manifest person. I'm big manifester. I think I manifested my, my business 100%. Like I just kept asking, like, I need freedom. I need like creative, you know, freedom. I need I, I just, I would always like write down, I always would write down a list. And then I, I'm telling you one day you, I just woke up and like, I got this gut feeling of like, this is what I need to do. And I could not turn back since then. I meant to, sorry, I keep like interrupting during the questions, but um, I meant to ask you this before. Was there like, um, like, did you have some clients before you officially opened or like, were you like, did you start? And then like, how did that work? So I didn't want to bring any old people because I really am about fresh new starts. Mm -hmm. I did have two. Um, there are a couple, um, but I've always had such a great relationship with them. Um, but they were my only two. And I told them right before I opened, like they didn't even, they didn't even know, but I knew they didn't have a manager cause like nothing was feeling right. And I was like, I'm going to get them, but I'm, I started from scratch and I, I mean, I have a full roster. <laughs> I have like a full roster now again, like the relationships. And like, once you get ball rolling, you know, like it happens. And I imagine too, it's very much like networking in the sense that like, like almost in like a referral sense where it's like, okay, That's like all it is they're, they're all connected too. So it's like, okay, I love Alex. She's my manager. Like she could be yours That's, too. That's yeah. what it is. I don't even have to promote That's why you're going to take over the reality TV stars. Cause they're all just going to be like, I love Alex. And I want her to, you're just going to be like the Bravo influencer manager. I, I'm, I'm doing some Bravo and I'm doing some love is blind, which oh they're my favorite. Like Love is blind and anything Bravo is my life. So again, I also, I feel like I manifested that because I mean, I've been watching Bravo and stuff since I was young. Like I was probably the only 13 year old watching Real Housewives, but my mom watched it. And I was like, I love this. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I hope I could like work with them one day in some capacity. Like I would always be like, I wish I could work with them. And now I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't know how. It's so crazy. Manifesting. Um, how do you define success? Being like, you need to be happy. Like I have seen so many people. And I think also my dad always told me this because my dad is extremely successful, but he's drained. He's in finance. You know, it's so grueling. Yeah, it's great check. But sometimes he's like, oh my God, like, this is so stressful. I am so unfulfilled, but he would always tell me, do whatever makes you happy and the money will follow. Like I, when I'm working, when I'm doing this job, I don't ever look at the clock. Like I'll, sometimes I'll look up, I'm like, oh my God, it's already 5.30. Okay, you need to chill. You know, like yeah. I genuinely feel like if you're passionate about something, the money will come. 
what are you most passionate about? I, I love social media. I love, <laughs> I love social media, but I also love people, good people. I love working with good people and making things happen for them. What do you value most in a person? Loyalty and like being, you can tell when somebody's authentic and when somebody is just, I'm like, girl, I can see right through you. <laughs> no, you just get that vibe, that gut yeah. feeling of like, where <laughs> you're like, oh my God, you know, when you just meet somebody and it's like immediately clicks. Yeah. Yeah. What was your dream job when you were a kid? Oh God. Okay. My mom and I always laugh about this. When I was young, young, I wanted to be a, like a shelf stalker at a grocery store. I'm not kidding you. I was so passionate about it. Like <laughs> I was like, Every time I was going to the grocery store, my mom would tell you, like, I was like organizing the shelves, like the cans of corn. I was like, I'm going to melt that straight and we're going to pop this up. I wanted to be so badly. I need to post this as a clip on Instagram. I'm actually crying. Wait, maybe like, I thought you were going to be a professional dancer. We're like, I I was, I thought she was going to be like Hannah Montana or like, like, like movie star. No, guys, I'm weird. I'm telling you, I, I literally was passionate about being like being in the grocery store. And I was just picturing you like trying to straighten all the cans and your mom being like, come on, let's go. Keep oh, moving. my. Oh, my God. And I, I don't know if you guys remember this or if you're too young, but like they used to have the coupon things. Ah, oh, oh, I was a thief. I, was, <laughs> I love the grocery store was Disney World to me. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What about like, I guess when you were a little older. <laughs> and you're like, okay, were you like that until 18? <laughs> no. Um, and then I like, think I was like, I'm going to be a professional dancer. Yeah. You know, of of yeah. course, the tale is old as time. And then my dad was like, cool, you need to learn like about reality and finances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Like, I was like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to go to New York and be a star. Oh, college will always be there. He was like, yeah, sit down. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk. Okay. Um, where did you grow up? Delaware. Delaware. Okay. So and I live in you go to now. college. University of Delaware. Were you on the dance team there? No. So I didn't do the dance team. I was going to do the dance team, but then I was like, I, again, I was in my, I want to be a professional dancer girly era. And my dad was like, you can still go to New York on the weekends and stuff. And I did like some like random movies and music videos. So I would like, that's why I also chose University of Delaware. Um, Cause I, I was right there. I could go to school. It wasn't far from New York. So I would just take the train up on the weekends and, you know, take classes and do all that stuff. And then I was like, yeah, I'm over this. <laughs> I don't need to be a dancer, like a professional dancer. <laughs> Um, the next question is what, what was your first job? But I think we know that it was, you know, like a random assistant and a dance class, you know, with the babies. Yeah. It's yeah. not like every dancer. Every, first job. Everybody's gonna, yeah. They're like, we'll give you some free lessons if you're assistant. I'm like, okay. like, okay. Yeah. Your parents are like, you better do it. Yeah. Or you get like $4 an hour. It's, you were like, yeah, it's amazing. Oh, like I can go next door and get my bagel once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and Dad, don't was on me today. <laughs> Um, what do you struggle with the most? Um, sometimes I struggle with, I feel like I have to be on at all times. Like I need to wait, like amazing productivity every single day. And sometimes you wake up with a headache or sometimes there are things going on in your life and you're struggling from anxiety. I don't have to be on 24 seven tomorrow is a new day. You know, like when you're having like a rough day and you don't feel on, or you feel like you're not being as productive, like I will get so hard on myself. I am trying to be very much like, it's not, no one's dying. It's not the end of the world. Get that email tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what is something many people misread about you? They think I want to be an influencer. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do think that people think I want to be, you know, like an influencer or 
or they think that I'm very like showy or like, I like bougie things. Let me tell you what, one of my favorite things to do, I love going to like a Walmart or a home goods or (laughs) I love bargains. Like I really, I really think people look at me and think like, oh my God, she is like so stuck up or something. And I'm like, Girl, I got this I like before, forever 21. Before my first conversation, <laughs> before my first conversation with you, I was like terrified to talk to you. Like <laughs> I'm like, and people say this about me. Like, so like, you know, love you. But like people say the same thing about me. It but could like be a northeast girly thing, because we kind of like, have like a face where like Yeah. But I like, don't know. I like, oh, like I I'm like scared to talk to Alex. Like I feel like she's mm, have you seen you know? the meme where it's like you have, like people with headphones in and they like you look like so rude or like or, like you must be listening to like something crazy and it's, yes, like, and it's like what I'm actually listening to and it's actually like Hannah Montana like nobody's perfect you're listening to but like you just have like a face on yes. I feel like that's that us me. That's <laughs> like me like walking to work in the morning and it's like I'm listening to like the jump in soundtrack like <laughs> I'm literally listening to the Hannah Montana soundtrack and early Demi Lovato okay it's like I'm doing the whole like high school musical two like dance on my way to work in the city like you know that kitchen scene where they like dance they like dance with all the don't even get me started I memorized it I sure did you know the dance breakdown it's like let's work it and then they I I literally memorized it yeah um where's the best place you've ever visited Australia oh wow oh my god the best the sweetest human beings on the planet every time I go over there I'm like wow Americans suck (laughs) why are they not like you'll be walking on the street they're like hey mate and you're like who's talking to me like you know like in especially in the northeast like no one's talking to each other on the street if you talk to me it's like I don't have money today sorry sir like you know (laughs) (laughs) but in Australia they're so nice so nice um what makes you stand out from others oh god I don't I don't know does anyone know how to answer that yeah girl you gotta know your your secret weapons what makes you so incredible oh god (laughs) I see I I mean I guess I could say that I am definitely okay so I could say that I'm definitely more relatable or compassionate, like with my, with my influencers. I, it's not just like a, Hey, I'm only contacting you about this deal I have. Like it's, it's, I'm like, Oh my God. Like my one influencer's pregnant. Like I'm always like, how are you feeling today, mom? I would have kind of drop off. Like I'm very much like treating people like human beings. And again, understanding that people have other things going on in their life and checking on them. Yeah, I could totally see that about you. And I think like if and when you decide to like grow out a team or like, you know, move into more of like a boss leadership role, like you're going to be so great with those people too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I just, I, and I think you learn from experience too. Like you remember what would have been nice if a boss did this for you or a leader did that for you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you being so heavy on authenticity is so important in that. I don't want to say the like everybody in the field is very inauthentic, but almost like it's a very yeah. like ingenuine field. So everybody's yeah. kind of putting on a front. So I think you prioritizing authenticity and not doing it for like looks or anything like that, or a check per se, I think makes it, you know, so different. Yeah. And also like just making people feel like people, like I don't want to ever make my influencers feel like a robot or something, you know, like they're all people going through stuff. I don't know. Just be, I don't know. People just need to be nicer, (laughs) just normal and be nice and ask how people are doing. How about that? Um, what is one of your goals for 2023? Oh, you're going to laugh. I want a dog. I want my own dog. I know. So I'm a city girly. I mean, I'm like right in the center of Philadelphia and I am having really bad puppy fever and it's, but I can't get a puppy. I I want like a big dog. So 2023, I want to kind of retire the city life. I'm going to move a little bit in the burbs, I think, because I want my dog to be able to have some grass. 
I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of retire the city life a bit I'll, I'll take the train back and forth in don't get me wrong but like I'm ready to be like making banana bread and like watching my dog play outside kind of vibe I love that yeah um what is something that you know you want for yourself long term that feels really out of reach right now uh I mean I would say where I'm at in my life, I'm not ready to buy a house. I don't even know where I want to live. Like I feel, and, and I feel like everyone's like, well, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know. Like I don't want to go to a completely different state. I don't know. So I feel like I'm not ready to buy like, you know, a big home or, or anything like that. I'm not, I mean, eventually I want children. I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm, I'm half puppy fever, not baby fever. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I will say that also at this age, it's kind of weird because you're watching people your age, having kids, getting married, they already have a home. And I'm like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I don't even know what that would look like for me right now. Cause I'm just really focused on like myself, not in a selfish way, but like my career and like yeah. making sure I'm set up for that time. But that time, I don't know when that is. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's really relatable for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is one word you want to be remembered by? Um it's between <laughs> it's between like I don't know what one word would be, but like kind, but maybe funny. I kind of <laughs> want a mix of both okay you're like I want people to know I'm nice but like they, I don't want them to forget about my sense of humor like I say this all the time I want my funeral to be wild like I don't <laughs> want people coming and crying I want to be in a blinked out cat suit and like and do some weird stuff like I want everyone to wear a funny outfit to the funeral like I you know what I mean I know that that, that was a lot to dump on you guys but to talk <laughs> about my funeral plans but <laughs> No, I definitely want a weird funeral. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think I, the podcast. I want to be dead in a blink cat suit. Thanks for coming. On. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much for having me. It was so fun. And I, I'm down to come on whenever you want me. Yeah, no, you this was hard really after this. Can you tell everyone where they can find you and your new agency on social media? Um, you can find me at Alex Pershinsky, and that's a really long last name. I won't spell it out for you, but just look up P-R-U, and then maybe it'll come up. Um, <laughs> and, and my agency is 215 Agency. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, ladies.